0: Welcome back to JV to the Pros. I'm Jack Vecchio with my partner Corey Ramsey.
1: Absolutely, Jack. And you know what? I'm excited for this show. Are you excited for the show? I'm
0: thrilled. I mean, our audience is in for it this
1: week. Yeah, they are are in for it. I'm super excited. Super excited. That was Robin with a Y in the nest over there speaking.
2: And then, and then sitting directly across
1: from me is Paco the last man
3: standing Very last man standing because he's the technical genius thank you very much gentlemen and let's proceed
0: (laughs) you got it all right so what's on tap let's go let's go let's go
1: so here we are people we have a very special guest with us his name is david omen he is a producer creator co-writer and author native of los angeles Mr. Oman has been intrigued by the paranormal since his early childhood, and he's been curious about the spirit world ever since. So, Mr. Oman also has completed several books, including The Ghost of Cielo Drive, The Afterlife of Sharon Tate, and The Spirits of the Omen House. So, in 1999, Mr. Oman and his father started to build a house on Cielo Drive, where Sharon Tate and others were murdered in 1969, and so after several experiences, David Oman decided to really talk about his experiences and write down what he has seen and heard. David has been featured with Larry King, he's been on Extra, he's been on TMZ, he's been on CBS News, he has been all over the place, and we are pleased to have him here tonight with us.
4: So, David, without further ado, let's bring you on. How are you?
2: I'm very good. How are you guys doing tonight?
1: We're doing great, David. We are so happy to have you.
2: A pleasure to be on your show.
1: Great. So, do you want to tell us a little bit about how you got started with this? I mean, I'm really intrigued by, you know, the origin of all of this.
2: Um, well, let's see. In 1999, my dad called me. Him- late in 1998 in November, on a Sunday morning, my dad called me up and told me that he found a lot that was uh, for sale in Beverly Hills, and it was a foreclosure. And uh, I basically was woken up to hear the story, and I was like, all right, fine, I'll meet you up there. And when I got up here, it was basically I got here before he did. I looked down the end of the street and realized that I was at the – you know, about 150 feet down from where Sharon Tate's house once stood. Wow. On the private drive.
1: That's amazing. How did um, you, I'm sorry, David, how did you feel about that? When you first saw that,
2: what was your feeling? Well, when I first saw that, it was amazing because I had been here in high school in the late 70s, early 80s, but the house was still there. And at this time, the Sharon Tate house was long since demolished. They had torn it down in 1994, some four years earlier. And it was basically – there was nothing there that was left of the original property. It was just um, – as a matter of fact, it was just a vacant lot, and they were doing construction on it at the time. So it was just – it looked nothing like it did from back in the 70s. Um, the street was wider. There were more houses up here. It was, um, let's just say, vastly different than it was back in the day.
4: I can't imagine – but
2: it, it felt kind of eerie, to say the least, saying, I said, I can't believe this is where this lot is on this private drive. It's amazing. It's just, I was just dumbstruck saying, oh, my God. I said, there's, there's where the Tate murders took place. How funny is that?
1: Major piece of history.
2: Yeah, definitely a major piece of history, not only to L.A., but to, the, to world history, because have, it really did have a real... Um, let us just say an impact across the globe. It put a coffin in a nail in the coffin in the end of the '60s, really.
1: Absolutely. So you put the house um, up, right? So you get there, you're at the lot, and the so house. So I get the lot. Up.
2: My father comes driving up, and I said, "Dad, that's where the Sharon Tate murders took place." And he's like, um, "I really don't care about the Sharon Tate murders. I'm here to look at this piece of real estate." And it was just a vacant lot. It was forty thousand dollars and i said what happened because somebody started building on this property but apparently the city put a stop to it and it's been sitting here for about 20 years
4: you said it was forty thousand dollars for the lot in beverly hills in 99
2: yeah in 1999 yeah so we ended up and there was improvements there somebody had put basically 13 caissons which were 30 foot deep holes in the ground through and into the earth into the bedrock that were filled with concrete and reinforced with steel rebar. So that was there as well, and it was like somehow something went AWOL with the city, and they stopped the construction, and it basically went into foreclosure, and the bank had held on to it for a number of years and basically wanted just to clear it out of its inventory of non-sold properties that they had to get rid of. That is amazing. Yeah, no, it was very fortuitous. My dad loved to build on houses on hillsides, and he found out what the problem was. And it was, it turns out, somewhere during the construction, they had pulled the plans I mean, pulled the city ordinance, and they found that somebody had transposed the map for the area and it said, "Private street." and originally it was a private drive which to you and me it sounds nothing more than semantics
1: Certainly.
2: but legal term terminology wise a private street is maintained by the city it has a speed limit it has to have all the basic improvements such as the utilities the sewer lines and the gas lines all have to be taken up to the property by the city um, it has to be Was 25 feet wide minimum and has to have a 38-foot wide turnaround spot for an emergency vehicle, where private drive has the exact opposite. It's maintained by the homeowners. Utilities, sewer, and all the other things are brought up by the homeowners, and the city has no ordinance as far as the, sp- the speed limits concerned, and the paving has got to be done and maintained by the homeowners. Sure, that would so, make a lot of sense. And it doesn't have to be 22, 25 feet wide and have a 38-foot wide turnaround spot. Mm-hmm. Well, as it turns out, that's what happened. They had tried to construct a house here. Somehow they, the, the plans looked into the CC&Rs at the city, and the plans on the map <clears throat> had been transposed incorrectly, and they stopped the gosh darn permission, the, uh, permit, and the whole thing was stopped. And we got the plans, and my dad said, wait a second. It originally was designated as a private drive, not a- and then it was transposed incorrectly as a private street. And as it turns out, we petitioned for it to have it returned to the original way it was, and it was designated as a private drive. And therefore, we could build up here, and the house was a buildable house, and we ended up building the house here. Outstanding.
1: How long did it take you yeah. to build your house? Pardon? How long did it take you to build your house there?
2: Um, Well, as I said, we bought the lot in January of 1999, 21 years ago, and um, started building a couple months later because we had to go through the permit process. And we finished the house, and I moved in on August 30th, 2002. Okay. So literally three and three-quarter years from the day we bought it. So
1: I wanted, And I wanted to ask, David, so during the time of things being uh, built, was there a lot of people coming up and visiting the area? Did you have a lot of distractions during that time? Uh,
2: Tourist-wise, let's yes. see. Um, well, let's see. When we started, actually construction started, I'd say, late 1999, which would still coincide with the 30th anniversary exactly of the what Sharon I was murders. Yes. So murders. And, and remember, when I'm saying started construction – <laughs> everything that was done and i've got the pictures to prove it in that time period we were probably about 30 40 50 feet down the slope of the hillside Jeez. and by that i mean we were putting in we were basically putting pouring the concrete foundation and setting in the uh, the gray beams to become the step to secure the step footings and to tie into the rebar and the caissons of, that were in the earth so early on We wouldn't have been up on street level. We would have been literally on the side of the hill, you know, dealing with putting in the framing for the concrete pour that was going on and stuff like that. So I wouldn't have seen, we wouldn't have been seeing a lot of, I wouldn't have personally seen a lot of anything around then. Um, When we started building the house and we actually got the framing up and the floors were up, oh, I can clearly remember being here plenty of times and seeing people walk, driving up and walking up the driveway. looky not I wouldn't say, a, I'd say looky lose. yeah, but nothing compared to the past six months since this Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out. I mean, no, I even, oh, and forget it. I mean, even in the anniversaries through the years, I mean, we might have got a couple of people driving up and coming up to see the place, maybe 10 or 20 This has been over 4,000 cars that I would say that have come up here, maybe 5,000 cars, literally, that have driven up the driveway that I've seen and not seen because I've seen a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So going by the amount of cars that I've seen coming up here, I can tell you there have been that many more. How she's average of about, when the movie came out, I'd say we're averaging about five cars a minute.
1: Wow. five cars
2: I mean it minutes. was crazy we were getting cars up here there was just like a slew of cars coming up here when the movie first came out that is nuts I'd say you, you had like a hundred cars coming up here within an hour just driving up driving that sometimes you'd have four or five cars coming one direction and one car at the end of the driveway turning around and coming back down and it was just like going, oh jesus christ you seriously And David I'm guilty happening? of that I'm one of those
1: cars I'm one of those five cars in <laughs> yeah, minutes
2: and then it slowed down like, you know it slowed March down weekend, I, I wouldn't say it it slowed People down, down a lot over the past that's couple of you know months traffic. but it's come back to like now we're getting about 10 cars an hour wow. Wow. 10 cars and an I'm hour. going what happened and then you find out that basically there's a be a news flash that Clinton's going to release a three-hour version or a four-hour version, which it just reinvigorates the interest. And the fact that it just came out to DVD Blu-ray release didn't hurt as well. So, you know, people are just, you know, seeing it for the first time and just wanting to see where the heck it all took place.
1: And certainly, and David, so bringing things into, I want, to, I want you to talk a little bit about what you've experienced or when was the first time that you started experiencing some paranormal activity
2: there? Um. Well, when we literally 21 years ago, when my first cat Arthur passed away, I decided then that I was going to bury his earthly remains on the side of the hill on the property. I didn't know where, you know, specifically we were going to end up, you know, what what part of the house it would be under. But we basically rappelled, my friend and I rappelled down the hillside about 15, 25, 15 or 20 feet down the slope from the top and um, took his body that was wrapped in a um, some Levi's jeans that we put together in a uh, kind of as a, uh, a burial shroud, so to speak, and wrapped him in it. And we dug a hole three feet deep on the side of the hill where we were and we basically interred him. And I was there with my friend Sean and I said, Sean, I said, I have the strangest feeling and he goes, What's that? I said, I have this feeling like we are surrounded by a bunch of pallbearers here with us. Mm. I said, I I said I can't explain it. I just it just doesn't feel like it's just you and me. I said, I feel like there's just a bunch of people like honoring Arthur with us as we bury him in the ground and he goes, It's kinda of strange. I kinda of feel the same thing. It just feels like, like I said, we're being buoyed, and he goes, "Yeah, like they're here just to raise your spirits, just to say we're here to comfort you." And I was like, "Yeah, that's strange. That is so strange." And I was really choked up. And we basically put him into the earth and, you know, buried him in, into the uh, side of the hill. And um, it was just the strangest thing. And then during construction, it was like um when the floors finally got put on, put up, you know, you would be walking around on one level and it was like, you know that sensation when somebody comes up behind you and you know they're going to scare you or try to like, boo. Yes. And you can just hear, you can either hear or you can just feel and sense their presence behind you. Right.
1: And you know, David, because you are so in to all of this, I think you've been able to describe the feeling that I felt when I drove up there. And that's why I was so compelled to reach out to you because I wasn't able to describe the feeling, but I think you just summed it up like someone is coming up behind you, that there's some sort of presence that you feel, but you can't really describe it. And I tell you, I, when I came home and I was telling my comrades about it, I couldn't describe it, but you've been able to sum it up now perfectly.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's just that like there's just like a curiosity, like there's just somebody there. You can just feel a presence, yes. and it's not everybody. Not everybody is sensitive to that type of um, to, to sensitive to energy like that. And I I can just tell you that I've seen people that are dumbstruck, that are just completely non not affected, and it's that's fine. They're numb to it. And some people that are very very you know, extremely affected by it and can pick up on it. There's no right and there's no wrong. Everybody is, is their own individual instrument. So therefore, it's, how should we say, it is what it is. Right. And people, and that's the way people are. People have that type of energy, and if you feel it, you feel it. If you don't, you don't.
4: Right. Some people are more sensitive to it than others, for sure.
2: Exactly, and that's really what it comes down to, and... You know, you picked it up, you felt the energy, and that's normal. Some people just don't feel it, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just the way it is.
1: Yes, I mean, I felt it so much. That's why I was compelled. When I reached out to you, I was actually sitting in my car on Cielo Drive when I first reached out out to you because I felt it so much.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You sick. <laughs> no, right. I wasn't I'll even make sure. sure. that I have the uh, the AK-47 <laughs> trained, locked and loaded.
1: Oh, that's a horrible, David. You know, I wasn't even sure that oh, you would reach horrible. out to Listen me. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. him. I was across
2: the street. I was like, say, oh, really? No wonder my neighbor called me and told me about you. <laughs> yeah, I'm familiar with you. Yeah, that's okay. I've given myself got, We've got right methods now. to take care of people like you. Yes, we know you're kind. <laughs> Loopy sales. Yes, okay.
1: You know, it's so... Um, in your book, um, yes. The "Afterlife of Sharon Table," one of your mini books, what were some of the things that you discussed in there? What were some of the main points of that book?
2: Well, that, the book's "Ghost to Sierra Drive." That's just the subtitle. I guess the subtitle. I guess it's the the, the tagline of it, or whatever you would call it. But um, some of the strangest things that happened here. Well, <laughs> strange. The, there's, there's how she's hit. There's things that have happened here that I don't consider strange that have happened to me that other people have absolutely dropped their jaw and lost their, sh- you know, over, so to speak. Yeah. Um, one, one thing that's happened a few times to me, which I find amusing as all hell, but others don't seem to take so kindly to it, is this incident that's played out. Um, first started, I think it's now 10 years ago with my friend Adam who was using the bathroom on the top floor, he ran into the, the bathroom. There's only one bathroom on the top floor. And he goes, I got to go to the bathroom. I said, go right in. Right so he runs in. And he's like, he says, the guy, he says, he's running. He goes, I guy, take a leak. I got to take a leak. And I'm going, to yeah, said, okay, go, go, go. And literally, like a minute and a half later, he's running out of the bathroom. I said, what's wrong?" He goes, I can't. because I just, I just, I just, I said, what do you mean the matter? Because goes, goes, the freaking faucet turned on behind me. I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> he says, I'm in the bathroom. I zip, take, tear down my zipper. I go to, I go to start taking a leak in the toilet. And all of a sudden I'm sitting there and just feeling good. Just help, help my, just feeling just relief. And all of a sudden I hear the sound of shh from behind me. And I said, what? So he says, I, I look around, I turn around, I look over my shoulder and I see the hot and the cold levers are both turned, the handles are both turned fully on and the is coming out of the spout into the sink. And am like, I can't believe this. Oh my God. So he's, he guy he, said, well, he goes, I, goes, I, I put myself back in my pants. I zip my zipper up. I turn out the guy's troned bathroom. I haven't even buttoned my, my guy's button. I'm terrified. And I'm like, Holy crap. And this is not in the this is in the middle of like early evening at like six o'clock. I'm like, what the fuck? I said, Oh you lucky bastard. He goes, What do you mean lucky? I said, That's great. I said, They did that for you. I said, he goes, No, 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 that's good. They're living, you know, I said I'm going, you know? To me, you're lucky. I said, they I said I walked in the bathroom, I said, Well, terrific. I said, You did it for Adam. I said, How well how why not me? I said, I'd love to see that happen I turned the faucets off, and I just sat. They said, "Great," I said, "Great." For Adam, you did that too, but for me, you wouldn't. So, about five, six, five years later, I'm in my bathroom. It's about eleven, twelve thirty at night, and I look at my tennis shoes, and there's kind of like dirt on them, and it's sort of muddy. And I'm like, "Okay, give me a rag." So I take the washcloth, I moisten it up, I turn off the faucet, I go sit on the edge of the bathtub. Uh, five, six feet away, and I'm cleaning off my shoes, and I'm looking down, and all of a sudden I hear, shh, (laughs) I look up, and the faucets, both hot and cold handles, are turned on, and I'm like, I look up, and I said, oh, that is so cold. I said, okay, I said, that's it. I said, finally, I said, thank you. I said, five years after you did it for Adam, I said, Five or seven years after you did it for Adam, I said, I said, that is so cool. I said, I so appreciate it. I said, but I said, on a serious note, California is going through a terrible drought right now. So you got to do me a favor and lay off the water gags. I said, I really appreciate it. It's cool, but can't do this anymore i said find some other way to get my attention i said i said not that i don't appreciate it that i said i'm so happy you did it for me i said i know you did it for adam i said i know you did it for me once before where they turned the faucets on in the middle of the night but i didn't find out until later on but they didn't do it right in front of me most it was pe- like i was in, in the bathroom i came back to the bathroom later on i was in the faucets one and i'm the only one in the house most the people would been be there. moving out
1: after that david
2: no, I just I said, no, for, for what? So I had to pay a few more dollars? I scolded them and gave them what for and said, don't do it again. You know, <laughs> we have a, I, I pay for the water, you know, please, not the electrical as well. So it then happened that um, a couple of years later, I had some friends over for for my for a dinner party. And my friend's wife is, on, is, is now on the third level checking out using the the facilities, the bathroom on the third floor and the guest bathroom and the guest bedroom. And later on I said, Where's your wife? I said, I don't see I don't see your wife and she goes, Oh no, she's in the back of the car. She's freaked out. I said, What happened? She goes, Well apparently she was using the bathroom in the third level and um the faucets turned on by themselves and she freaked out and she's now in the back seat of the car, you know, doing her texting and on the Wi-Fi from your house. But she refuses to go back in your house. Mm-hmm. It's like what? So for three hours of the dinner party, she stayed in the house, outside the house, in the in the car, in the front of the house. Oh my goodness! So David, your
1: so perspective you is—I'm—I'm I'm sorry, David. Your perspective is very unique, and what I'm really fascinated—I and I have to ask you this: Tell me what has brought your comfort level, because you seem to be extremely comfortable with the paranormal, where I have found that most people aren't. When did it start for you? When did you become so comfortable with that type of activity?
2: Since I realized that, that, that we're all going to die, and it's stupid and insane to sit there and be upset about things that we can't control and answer and just accept it and deal with it. See, the key word to the universe isn't love, It's acceptance. That's what the true universal word is. Love has nothing to do with anything in the universe. Acceptance, meaning there's nothing you can do about a ghost. Get over it, accept it, and deal with it. Don't get all pissy-wissy about it. Just like we're all going to die at some point. Eventually, some point, our lives are going to cease to exist. And to crucify, (laughs) literally, those that have passed away before us and cast them asunder as being devils or demons or such... Is not only stupid, it's pretty insulting. And, it's, and, in, and really, in a way, it's insidious because it's just like when you have a fear of a different race. It's the same thing. If you say classify a ghost or somebody who's dead as a, as a particular group of individuals, I think they get the worst disrespect of all races why why do we disrespect the dead in so many ways and cast them aside as being as we say devils or demons or the worst thing is you know dead people spirits lie and it's like no, no 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 humans lie Mm -hmm. spirits do not lie spirits have no skin in the game pardon the pun but they don't they don't have an ego to lie means you have to have an ego if you're going to show me a ghost and tell me that spirit has an ego, you're, you're full of it. You're wrong. Spirits don't have egos. They don't have agendas. Humans have this.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a fascinating
2: Spirits outlook aren't trying to hurt us. Humans perceive things and make things out of things that are not scary. But they make them scary.
1: Certainly. And what do humans do? They fear what they don't know. They ostracize right. and, and you what make, they don't understand. And,
2: of understand. course, you, you, you badmouth what you don't know or don't understand or don't accept. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't accept somebody's color of their skin. You, don't, you think they're inferior. You don't think they're this. You don't think they're that. You don't think this person's good enough. Why? Because they live in this part of town. Why? because they live below the tracks or above the tracks. It really doesn't make a difference. At the end of the day, we all pass away from this mortal coil that we shall shed at some point. What's the difference? Those that are dead, we cast asunder even the worst position of. They're devils. They're they're trying to hurt us. You know, there's a thing that i like to say. For a ghost to want to hurt you, you must have done something really terrible to them when they were alive to have them want to hurt you because... I've seen people that are dead that have yet to, to, as you say, take their revenge out on those that put them in the grave, while those that that have put them in the grave are rotting away in jail. Never did I ever hear a story from Tex Watson, Susan Atkins, Patricia Krennwick, or Charles Manson, that the murder victims that he put into the grave have come back and have been tormenting and haunting him while he was rotting in jail for the past 40-some-odd years. That's a great point. Before he died, Manson in particular. Right. You'd think that those people, Sharon Tate, Susan, Susan I mean, Patru- I mean Su- Sharon Tate, Abigail Folger, Stephen Parent, Wojciech Faikowski and Jay Sebring, amongst others that we don't speak about very much, like... like uh, the Labiancas, like like, like Lino and, and Rosemary Labianca, I was also thinking about the, the Gary Hinman, who was I, I was thinking about, and yes. Shorty Shea. You know, all of these people were killed by Manson, in one directly or indirectly by his orders. Those spirits, I would think, would have certainly an animosity and revenge factor of a thousand times more than most people could lay claim to that are perpetuating the sphere of being or this, this story of being haunted by and tormented by spirits. Absolutely. Unless, you know, that doesn't make sense. You would think that, that, that these eight victims or nine victims I've just mentioned would want to take it out on them. Right. I, I, don't, I don't hear that. I don't see that. I never heard any of that. So, you know, again, human beings have an egocentric type of a thought where we're the center of the universe, it's all about us. It's not. If a spirit's coming back to pay us a visit, they're coming back to pay us a visit. They're not coming there to scare us. They didn't spend countless, painless hours or or expending that much energy to make the trip, whatever that trip might be, to visit us to see how we're doing. And our response is, oh my God, it's a ghost. And they're just waving at us or just looking at us saying, hi, I just was checking on you, but if you're going to have a meltdown, I think I'll just go back into the ether because you can't deal with it.
1: David, I love your passion on this and I could talk to you all night about this. And certainly I would love to get some of your, you know, theories on, on Manson and some of the things on truly what went down that night. So. I, I really want to have you back. We really want to see you sometime and go up there and, and visit and just, you know, and just chat with you. I mean, you're just a very interesting person. Could do a yes. show from up there
2: if you want. Yes, and
1: and your perspectives. I, yeah, I think if you want to do a unique. show
2: up here, that's you could do that as well. I'd be happy to have you guys do a show up here. We would
1: love to do the show up
2: there with you. Oh my gosh! Absolutely. Believe yes. me, the spirits will be more than happy to chime in. They uh, have no no problem, you know, speaking on camera or on on radio. They uh, it's funny people the, the, the listeners are commenting in the chat room. They hear this little girl's voice. It's like. Oh yeah, that's, that, that's, that's par for the course. Yeah. We've got that going here. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, we're going to do it. So David, thank you so much. And you want to tell us, you want to tell the audience out there in terms of where they can find you?
2: Yeah. Well, you can go to com. That's the book that we were discussing. Um, you can also go to the Omen house um, com and house at the end of the drive.com. Okay. That's the uh, feature film that I made that I'm trying to get out about the house and the hauntings that have been going on here. But like I said, give me a call when you guys want to come up, I'm going to be doing a little barbecue, um, <clears throat> ghost hunt here this coming Saturday night. If you guys are interested. So.
1: All right, David, well, we are going to be in touch. Thank you so much for being on with us and taking the time out and yeah, really uh, appreciate chatting with time. us. Yeah, right. we Thank really appreciate so much, this, David. Usually, I'm right. In the My middle
2: pleasure, of pleasure being on your thing. show again. To you know, front front keep in touch to and let me know what your schedule is like.
1: <laughs> All right, David. So we'll be in touch. Thank you so much. That's David Oman, everybody. Thank you,
4: David. Thank you, we'll David. talk to you soon. You guys take care. You Thanks too. again. All right. Be soon. Bye.
2: Bye.
1: I was so happy to have David Oman on. But you know one thing with the guest. I kept saying his name is Oman and it's Omen. but he was nice enough not to say anything, but I'm going to kick myself in the ass right here. I messed, I messed that so up as and he was very gracious. As he was, we could call him oh man. Yes, he was He was fantastic. He was awesome. Yeah. Wow, he was
0: fantastic. That, that was a great interview. So, and you know what? You did all the heavy lifting on that and great. I mean I loved getting in front row seat for. It was wonderful.
4: So that was a great, great interview that we had with David. And thank you so much for leading the way, Corey. You were awesome. David Omen. David Omen, yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And on that note, we're going to take a little break. And we will be back in two and two.
0: Bingo. SoCal Hemp Co. There's a good reason why CBD oils are all the healing rage. CBD oils relieve pain and soreness in joints, lower back, and soft tissues naturally. SoCal HEMCO provides ultimate quality CBD oils for all your pain relief needs. Natural solutions for pain relief are the intelligent, logical solution for a better quality of life. Opioids have been exposed as a life-threatening form of pain management. CBD oils have been proven to ease and relieve pain, stiffness, soreness, and aches all over your body with a completely natural approach that has been proven to work and work well. Go to SoCal Hempco and put it in the promo code JV to the Pros and receive 10% off all orders of $25 or more. Remember, use the promo code JV to the Pros and get your CBD oils for relief of pain and injuries from arthritis, age, or anything else that may be causing you discomfort. CBD oils at SoCal Hempco is your path to becoming pain free. And welcome back to JV to the Pros. I'm Jack Vecchio with my partner Corey Ramsey. Sunday, actually, if I jump in there, um, is the twenty-sixth annual Screen Actors Guild Awards, the SAG Awards, uh, Sunday wait, night.
4: Isn't somebody here a SAG, uh, like guy?
0: Somebody here is going to be at the awards. Oh, <laughs> all right. Big round of applause for Mr. Vecchio. I, I went last year you know we should actually post some of those pictures on the day from last year but um, but yeah so uh, I will be there I was actually wearing silver for the 25th anniversary of it and it was it was it, I'll tell you what it the, the camaraderie the the, the 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 mutual respect everybody in between each award getting up and just kind of making friends and reconnecting with people. And you'd be so surprised at the networking that goes on. You'd be surprised. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be. Everybody is dying to work with everybody. So it's fantastic. It's a good night. And, and, and to tell you the truth, it's, it's good dinner. It's good time. It's a lot of laughs. And then we literally afterwards, we cut out, Everybody gets up, and we literally critique our own show. Nice. <laughs> nice. So, and so, with the
1: good food, do you bring doggy bags? No, we don't. You <laughs> know, know what? Uh, it's okay. one of those
0: things that's kind of weird. Like, you wouldn't walk out of the Screen Actors Guild Award show or the
1: Emmys with a doggy bag. <laughs> See, that's where you need big pockets, people. <laughs> or
3: big pocket bucks. <laughs> hey, so, so, so I, that good like, food, yeah, is leaving with an tiny... award. So, Jack, <laughs> um, is the award. second awards any different from any of the other big ceremonies? Yeah, oh yeah, the SAG Awards. I mean, the the, the
0: membership of the SAG Awards, you know, the Screen Actors Guild is, uh, I think it's 220,000. And to put things in perspective, how long I've been a member, I've been a member over 30 years. And when I joined, it was about $600 to join. Now to join, it's almost $4,000 to join. Yeah, that's a lot. So, yeah, so you really have to dig in and make sure you're going to make a career out of this. I mean,
3: you know, $600 it's not Quite as is a jump egalitarian change, as I thought. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but the, the great thing is, so many every almost everybody is so aware of each other's work and i do enjoy we should play that kevin bacon game sometime because i mean i'm i'm really surprised that i'm like literally one maybe two degrees of separation from everybody because i i mean i've worked on over 100 films and i couldn't tell you how many tv shows over the years so let's talk about the screen actors guild awards um do we have some sort of a list of the nominees etc Miss Robin, producer extraordinaire. Let's
2: dive into what are her. our
0: categories? Well, yes, Let's take a dive too. into
4: the deep end. All right. So we have motion pictures, outstanding performance by a male actor in a leading role. So
0: Please. she's going to go to the, the, the big finish and start there. Oh, should Most I? Most people. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, oh. Let me show you how the awards are done. Robin. They usually start with the best supporting actor. <laughs> oh, By the way, okay. I'm, the, I'm just by the, way the best <laughs> picture you can <could> all go <laughs> home
1: <laughs> So we're cutting all this out, by yeah, the way. Yeah, right. No, no, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. No, we're having fun. So
0: supporting so, actor, actress, uh, what's the supporting actress category? Okay,
4: uh, actress is an uh, outstanding performance by a female actor in a supporting role. We've got Laura Dern in Marriage Story. Loved her in that. We've got Scarlett Johansson, Jojo Rabbit. Nicole Kidman in Bombshell, Jennifer mm. Lopez in Hustlers, and Margot Robbie in Bombshell.
0: Now you see, okay, the, the Bombshell, I, I think those two eliminate each other, similar to the way Thelma and Louise eliminated each other. Agreed. For Best Actress. So, for, for but, um, and I don't think, I mean, I saw Hustlers, and I don't think J-Lo, I don't think that's, that's an Academy Award worthy performance it was almost a goofy thing i've seen this i've seen this before and it's it's not this this is not a special performance i don't think she's even going to get 10 percent of the votes so i think j-lo is out um i do i did love laura Dern. i loved her in marriage story and i think i would probably be leaning that way so we're gonna vote as a group uh where we're going with this but my My initial thought now that I have seen Marriage Story, and it's very good, but it is uh, downright frightening to think, you know, what people go through at the time of divorce, holy mackerel. Anyway, uh, also, by the way, I'd like to point out that Ray Liotta in Marriage Story, best performance I've ever seen him do as an attorney. He was the powerhouse against Laura Dern, and the two of them look like a heavyweight fight in the courtroom. Great. So... What are our choices? What are you guys voting? I'm going to Laura, go Dern. Laura Dern.
4: Dern. I like Scarlett Johansson, but. You know. No, no, no.
0: What are you. What do you. No, I but, said Laura Dern. I agree you with you guys. Dern. Okay, so we'll go Laura Dern.
4: All right. So next we've got outstanding performance by a male actor in a supporting role. We've got Jamie Foxx, Just Mercy. Tom Hanks, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Love me some Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Al Pacino, The Irishman. Joe Pesci, The Irishman. And Brad Pitt, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
1: No brainer second, for this bounce, person gonna over bounce, here. I'm
0: going to bounce the two Irishmen. Okay. Out. I'm going to bounce Pesci and Pacino. That's why. We know what well, we've talked about this. It's already a no so brainer for me. Okay. Already. So who, who's your choice? Brad Pitt. I got to say, I got to agree with you. I, I, I got to go with Brad Pitt. I thought he was fantastic in it. In, in a movie I didn't particularly enjoy, I enjoyed his performance tremendously. We
1: got to get you straight now with that. But all right. <laughs> Maybe I'll watch I, it again. Yes.
4: I, lo- I liked Brad Pitt in the movie. But I love Mr. Rogers, and I love Tom Hanks. So that's my yeah, vote, even though Tom I know Hanks. it's not popular. No, no, I
0: love Tom Hanks also. I, I didn't see Mr.
3: Rogers' Neighborhood. Would you love? Would, you, be,
0: would you like said, to be yeah. my friend? What's it called?
3: <laughs> Hello, uh, neighbor. Would you like to be my friend? Beautiful Day in
4: the Neighborhood. Beautiful Day
3: yeah. in the Neighborhood. I And It's going to have to be Brad Pitt. Yeah, his performance in that film was outstanding. Yeah, he was
1: remarkable. All see, right. who says that Paco gets everything wrong? Tell <laughs> those emailers out there. I have him tethered to me. He's just following now. <laughs> tell those emailers out there. He got it right this time. People right. leave him alone, okay?
3: <laughs> Let's start a hashtag.
1: <laughs> leave Paco alone. That is a very good hashtag. We should do that. Hashtag <laughs> leave Paco alone.
4: Go for it, guys. All right. All right. Okay. Outstanding performance by a female actor in a leading role. Cynthia Erivo in Harriet. Scarlett Johansson in Marriage Story. Lupita Nyong'o in Us, Charlize Theron in Bombshell, and Renee Zellweger in Judy.
0: Okay, I'm going to, again, I'm going to go back to Marriage Story. Now that I've seen it, there's a point where Scarlett Johansson literally has 10 or 15 pages of monologue in a scene with Laura Dern in which she is just describing her marriage, and there's no cut. And I thought, oh, my God, like you know, something usually goes wrong on a scene like that. It'll take you forever. It's almost like the uh, Cobra Cabana scene in Goodfellas. You know, you just can't get that much footage all at once. It's brilliant. But I'm going to go with Scarlett Johansson. I loved her in that movie. I loved her in that movie. But my vote is being shared with you guys. So we're going to say if you guys vote, vote away. Go ahead.
1: I'm going with Lapita.
0: Lapita for Judy.
4: No, Lupita for us.
0: For us, for us.
1: Lupita for us. Okay.
4: Yeah. yeah, I I loved Lupita in Us. I love Scarlett Johansson, but I haven't seen the movie. But I did see Us, and oh my gosh! I will she was loan it to you. Fantastic! It's, yes. it's
0: very very good, I but uh, but it's 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 a little hard to watch. Anyway. Uh, it's it's a heartbreaking film too
4: okay
0: um so what do you
3: think i'm gonna go with lupita nyong'o i thought about it really hard and i think that that is is. our
0: choice as a group as a team as a a show
4: okay okay and then next we've got outstanding performance by a male actor in a leading role we've got christian bale for ford versus ferrari fantastic leonardo dicaprio once upon a time love me some leo no (laughs) adam driver in marriage story Taryn Egerton in Rocket Man and Joaquin Phoenix in Joker.
0: LDP is not getting it. LD
4: Capri- Caprio
0: is not getting it. Um, especially if Brad, if people lean into a Brad. My thinking is I've seen Joker and I thought that's that that's a tough performance to beat Joaquin Phoenix is my choice on uh for the Joker that I think that might be a runaway but um that might be the greatest runaway since
1: um slice bed
0: no no since the last guy that played the Joker that won the Academy Award Heath Ledger back Heath in 08
1: there we go he went with it <laughs> I'm going with you yeah Joaquin. yes I'm going to Joaquin Phoenix oh, the Joker absolutely Joaquin Joaquin Leo. You don't think so? No.
0: You want okay. to like Why Leo? do you got to be the? the, no, no, the it's not always because a... you like him. But <laughs> did you see the performance?
3: I think it's going to be a hung jury all I think night, it's guys. the
4: Joker.
0: No, but did you? See... Oh, okay. I'll loan, yeah. it, to you. I'll loan okay. it to you. I'll loan it to you. I'll loan... You guys will have it next week. I think I remarked that when we, get, um... we start talking about the Academy Awards, he will be the front runner for the Academy Award. Okay.
4: Also. Oh, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. I don't so. doubt that. Joaquin Phoenix. All right.
4: So then, outstanding. Well,
1: so no. And then motion picture. Yeah. Let's do motion picture, and we're good. I
4: don't know. All right. So next, we're going to go to motion picture. Uh, outstanding motion picture. Okay. So who do you, so like, you guys want?
1: Last like? but not least. Oh, yes. Who am I going with? Don't say it. Once Upon a Time oh. in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Best movie of 2019.
0: All right. Um, I am leaning between Marriage Story and Joker, and I think I'm going to go Joker.
4: Okay.
1: Well, that's a joke right there.
0: Once Upon a Time.
2: Yeah.
4: And I got to say, I haven't seen Joker.
0: That's true. But you, you I really
4: will. I really liked Once Upon a Time. Okay,
0: that's it. our choice. So, okay. Once Upon a
1: Once
3: Time. Once I've been outvoted. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. right. So we've got our Screen Actors Guild Awards all nom- nominated out. And what our suggestions will be and where my votes will be going. And we're voting as a team, which is fantastic. Um, okay.
4: Thanks for sharing that with us, John. No problem. This awesome. is going to be
0: fun. And then you guys hopefully you will see me at the awards on Sunday.
1: Yes. We'll be looking for you. And Thank the you. one... Other thing that I'm going to be looking for, Jack, are you going to bring a doggy back? <laughs> be, the first, or, be the first person in there in the SAG Awards to come home. We'll take have out. A big Inside my lapel, out. I have a wallet. if yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you well, see Prime Ribbon
0: sticking <laughs> out of there? <laughs> yeah. will take yeah. out. No. All right, perfect. <laughs> they don't overfeed you that much. Oh. Anyway, so it's going to be a good time. Okay. Corey, what do we have on Slate next?
1: It is time for The Truth is Alien.
0: Alien, alien, alien,
1: alien. All right. Bottom line here. The Bermuda Triangle. That's what I want to talk about for a little bit. Is it real or is it a hoax? I'm actually going to put this out to my comrades here. What do you think? Lay it out for me. Give me your opinions. I think when I was in high school
0: and I dated Bermuda, it was real. (laughs) <laughs> and we digress already so there's just too much that you just can't ignore you know how many times things have come up missing there have been ships that have gone right through the Bermuda Triangles cruise ships and they've announced it after they've gone through but there more sh- have also been ships that more have gotten ships lost than, in there. more <laughs> ships than
1: not have gone through more ships and more planes Way. have not so have not gotten lost right, right. Paco opinion
3: Well, the Bermuda Triangle is the stuff of legends, and you're right, both of you, because it is a very uh, well-traversed region. A lot of planes and cargo and uh, cruise liners go through there. And there's also a lot of, uh, I mean, it's the by the Caribbean, so there's a lot of narcotic activity. So there's bound to be, you know... That's I mean, true. There is, uh, there I mean, is a, lot, a lot of yes it. Going into if, Miami. And, oh, absolutely. Yeah,
0: I mean, that's a, that's a big hub. A and,
3: lot of you know, people in the Bahamas. Central station. <laughs> the Bahamas, that's how people make their living.
1: Right. Certainly. Robin, where are you at with this?
4: I just think it's very mysterious. And I think that perhaps there's some kind of magnetic pull or something like that that is causing something disturbances yeah you know
0: i mean i have to wonder i mean everyone is familiar with the big whirlpool that's in belize that mm-hmm. nobody goes near it so it's like the end of the, right. the water's going to but here's the other thing is i don't know if you guys remember the twilight zone episode where they where they couldn't find the kid from behind the bed and they realized that the wall was was access to the next dimension i'm wondering if that's something that opens and closes the way that did in that episode where it opens and closes periodically and it's without rhyme or reason, or we haven't been able to figure it out.
1: Well, here's the thing with the Bermuda Triangle. You know, it all started with Chris, with Christopher Columbus, and some of his logs. And in his log, when he was doing his first voyage, and he was sailing in that area, he had reported that there was this giant flame that came and hit in that, uh, also in that area, and also he saw a strange light. Now, was that a meteor? What was that we don't know. And that was in his logs? That was in his logs. In Christopher okay. and Christopher Columbus in his first voyage.
0: Well, you know, my, my suggestion to him when I was here in a previous life is
1: I told him he should have <laughs> gone he
0: should have <laughs> gotten really worried here. I told him he shouldn't just take one boat. Go with three.
1: Trust me. Go with three. <laughs> Go with three. In case two
0: break. <laughs> well you know
1: you know what's interesting you know what's interesting about that is that uh, Shakespeare's Tempest is supposed to be written about the Bermuda Triangle.
4: Really? Yes. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. That's there, amazing. Some scholars,
1: wow. some scholars think that that's what Shakespeare was writing about.
4: So, do you think that Shakespeare has actually had actually gone through it, or no? Because just... he would
1: have found he would have found
0: the other side, of the land on the other side. They were looking for a route to India at the time.
1: No, I, no. Shakespeare didn't go through with it. I think he might have just heard. About some, uh, you know, some legends. And really with the Bermuda Triangle. As a matter of fact, people, so the Bermuda Triangle was actually coined in 1964 by a magazine writer by the name of Vincent Gaddis. And what he did was he cataloged all of the different incidents that he knew about, all the all the reported incidents that had been going on there. The strange disappearances. You know, I know Paco knows a lot about Flight 19. There are a lot of different ships, aircrafts, that all disappeared through there. Now, when did stuff start getting chronicled as being missing or disappearing? So it was a Navy cargo ship by the name of the USS Cyclops disappeared in 1918. No distress call or wreckage was ever found. The two sister ships that went searching for it, they disappeared as well in the area. Wow. And that's what started people to thinking, hey, wait a minute, is there something strange going on here? Well, I mean, even back then,
0: you're not going to be scratching your head for very long. If you send two ships going looking for them, they come up missing, too. You send two ships to look for another missing ship, and everybody comes up missing. Yeah, then you're going to sit there and say, okay, that's a bad spot. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Maybe the the Earth is flat, and that's where it falls over. (laughs) Who,
1: Who knows? But, you know, with this here, I mean, what could it be? I mean, is it one of those whirlpools? Is it, as Robin and the Nest said, is it strange magnetic activity that's wreaking havoc with the the equipment? I mean, what's going on? Well, is it a
0: portal that opens and closes? I mean, I think that's an actual possibility. I mean, if it is another dimension and it's opening and closing at its will, then, yeah, that would explain why some ships go through. And some ships don't make or
1: it. Or more ships than not go through. More than ships than not. And so this
0: might be a, a sporadic thing. that
3: Jack, oh. I think you're on to something. Or, or I'm on something. <laughs> well, or you're about to go into something. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I mean, no, if you but think uh,
0: about it, that's a possibility, especially with the books you write.
3: No, well, it's like, it supports, like, you guys have, you guys have uh, obviously, you guys have experienced deja vu.
0: All over again.
3: So, people sometimes attribute it to uh, somehow like people think that they enter other dimensions. Like, you guys have heard of the Mandela effect, correct? Is
0: that a Spanish beer?
4: Mandela effect.
3: Mandela. Yeah. Yeah, so, Mandela. basically, it's like Mandela? when you have like this oh, yeah. memory of something that didn't happen or something that did happen and history says otherwise. For example, if you grew up hearing about the Berenstein bears, when in fact it's always been the Berenstein bears, or the Monopoly guy, we always think has a monocle, he doesn't have a monocle on the box.
0: Oh, okay, so you
3: just, so it's something that you,
0: you just sit there and, and commit to memory, but it's not.
3: Right. Can you, can so you
4: co- create something in your brain. And-
3: so everybody thinks it's this and it's not. For example, or uh, people think Darth Vader said, Luke, I am your father, when he says, no, Luke, I am your father. So the point, what my point I'm trying to say is it's like you're going into another reality where that happened. So it's, it's supported by physics called string theory. So it supports the idea of a multiverse, that we are not the only universe in existence. So somehow, on occasion, according to, you know, certain paranormal circles, people are able to, for example, go into one dimension or the other. Now, didn't
0: Christopher Lloyd talk about this in Back to the Future?
3: Uh, yes. So that's why you create, you know, multiple time. Yes. 88 miles an hour. I got it. Back to the Future. <laughs> Great movie. So, uh... To go so to mean, this par- he's
0: saying this parallel time universes going on simultaneously, And if there are portals that that allow you to cross over, you could lose somebody from or something or some item from one, and it ends up in another, and it stays there because it doesn't have the ability. It's not a revolving door. It's not. It's not. You know, the the ability isn't there. Like just what if it is? What what if it is and and it opens at will or it opens at its will? That's interesting.
1: At its will, I can buy that.
3: So, for if example, it is anything, I, I think can you've buy it. Got that.
1: yourself another book.
3: Uh, most you're recently, <laughs> guys, you're gonna love this, Corey. Somebody found a quarter that's over that uh, claims to be from the future because the printing says uh, you should look it up, Robin. It's really interesting. It actually has a swat sticker on it, and it says Nueva Mexico" in Spanish, and the date is 2045. On the what coin? Yes. Somebody
4: made that.
3: No, like, they they it, they ver- but just check it out. I'm serious. They
4: verified it. Who verified what?
3: Okay, well, I mean... How it, uh,
1: can uh, they verify it? If it's yeah. 2045, yeah. Rod Serling can verify it. Yeah.
0: that's But, uh, th- but you know, things like that are very interesting. It's like yes, the astronaut are. that got into outer space was orbiting Earth and threw a watch in one direction, like a baseball, just threw it. And some 20 years later... NASA tracked the watch coming from exactly the opposite direction from whence it was thrown. So it, it made them think, okay, it has gone somehow in a circle, or it has tracked back. But it took 20 years, and it was going at the speed it was thrown, and it was coming back the same direction from behind where it was thrown.
1: Oh, fascinating I, yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, that,
0: this is the stuff that your books are kind of revolve around this stuff.
1: The strange, I mean, yes, the strange and yeah, so the unknown. yeah right. I mean,
0: so I, I think, I think you tap, 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 I think you're onto something.
1: Yeah, and mm-hmm. all possibilities, um, you know, are out there for these types of things, because nobody knows. So I think to say that one theory is whacked, or, or no, it's not possible, we can't, we should never say that. Well, we should keep things open.
0: I, I tell you what, I mean, if it's possible to visit past, you know, beings in the afterlife, first thing I'm doing when I'm dying is I'm getting a hold of Ben Franklin. I just need to sit down. I just need to sit, because he was so far ahead of everything. I just need to see what he was thinking and maybe sit him down with Stephen Hawking and just watch the two of them have a
1: conversation. Now, that is a question, (laughs) as we wrap up here, The Truth is Alien, that I want to pose to the three of you. Yours is Ben Franklin. Mm -hmm. Paco, if you could go back and meet someone from the past, who would it be?
3: Yeah, that's a really interesting uh, question there. That's why I asked. Yeah, that's uh, what's compelling about it. I would probably have to go back and want to meet Belushi. Oh. John
1: Belushi. I would
3: like to meet John Belushi. Wow.
0: Okay. You know what? It it would be interesting um, to find out in, in the aftermath of the success of Ghostbusters, one of your favorite movies, how John Belushi felt about Bill Murray's portrayal portrayal of his character. No, absolutely. Belushi was supposed to play. That right, character. no, he was going to be right. Hippie, so yeah. I would, and, and Bill Murray admitted flat out, I can't do it like Belushi. Belushi would be an interesting... That's a pretty good choice, right? No, no absolutely. And Belushi's so a good. That's small. why I
3: mentioned it. No, yeah, he no, I mean, did good. And Robin, Robin with
0: a Y.
4: I um, I might like to meet. Uh, Catherine Hepburn, maybe.
0: Catherine Hepburn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of all the people in history. I don't know why I thought you were coming up with like Galileo or Da Vinci or
4: something. No, okay, no, you know what? No, being an actor,
0: I take that as a compliment. Michelangelo.
4: (gasps) Michelangelo, oh my goodness. Wow. One of the greatest masters of all time.
0: And you're sure Michelangelo would want to meet Catherine Hepburn because they'll both be there now that you've chosen them both. (laughs) okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay,
1: Corey, who would it be for you? It would be one of the greatest men.
0: My opinion in
1: in history. I'm still here. The combination of brains, brawn, culture. Wow, Alexander the Great. Oh, Oh, I would want to meet him. Wow. Yes. Wow, look at you. His thought. His. I mean, someone who conquered the known world,
0: but, ironically, never attempted to conquer afghanistan (laughs) it was just too much as great as he was terrible weather he he just said it's just too mountainous i can't say every empire
3: on the planet has tried to take over afghanistan well we got this now yeah
0: no
1: (laughs) all right all right let's move on (laughs) that was a fun segment so there we go so that's going (laughs) to wrap up here the rather messy bermuda triangle is it real or is it a hoax I mean, who knows? You have to decide for yourself.
0: Absolutely.
1: Well, we all came in from different doors,
0: if you will. I mean, you know, no pun intended.
1: Cut that out. When I say decide for yourself, <laughs> that's it. Like, that's it. Like, we're done. Yeah, Jack. Like, we're done. I'm just that funny. I haven't gotten to say Like, we're right. done. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've been talking the whole time. <laughs> you
3: no, know, right now, I really wish Jack would
0: disappear at <laughs> the beginning <beautiful> triangle. <laughs> all,
1: right. all right. Okay. All right, do do,
0: do, the, do the cut it. You, oh my God!
1: Again? Yeah, do it. Jesus, man, what, what, we got you way out of it. I'll, all right, I'll walk Okay, yeah, I'll work okay. my way out of it. Do say one, say one last thing. Like, okay. get it out. Say. All it. right.
0: So I think everybody looked at it from a different perspective, but I think it's all possible.
1: I agree. So there you go. Is it real or is it a hoax? The Bermuda Triangle. Decide for yourself. Well That's it for the truth is alien. Nice
4: job. Outstanding. All right, so then next, shall we slip into sports? I, wait,
0: wait, wait. Let me just let me unzip myself. I'm going to change into Sweep McSweepster. Hang on one sec. What's my name? <laughs> sweep McSweepster. I, I'm doing very well in the second season, the most important season. I don't want to toot my own horn because you won't, but I'm going to say I got a big broom, and I think I caught you because I was you, one behind. Oh, you
4: know you didn't catch him. I'm I still still You didn't pass him.
0: Yeah, because no. in so, the playoff season I passed him.
4: Division oh, it's, it's
0: a playoff season is the second season. No.
1: Yeah, the playoff season is the second season. Of are we are we actually going to move on and? Yes.
4: Yeah. So, okay. Like, so Jack did sweep it in the divisional round. Quite impressive. He got four.
0: Picking the Titans in yes. the big upset, uh-huh. which
4: was a big surprise. <clears throat> Huge. Corey got one. And you, know got one? I only I got you got one. I got one two. And I got two. And
0: what does that put us in the playoff season? Well, I you don't had know. I you had, had playoffs.
4: You playoffs. 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 You
0: had three last week. Yeah. And one this week. That gives Four. you. Oh, is that the match? Oh, so
4: that's six. Okay. So that gives me six. Are you kidding? In the playoffs. Okay, okay but on the season. Yeah. No. 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 no.
0: We don't even nine. worry about season. The season's over. No, the season's over.
4: Jack's ninety six.
0: <clears> okay. He looks
4: good for ninety six.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look at day over ninety five.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next next week we've got okay. the conference championship. So, gentlemen.
1: NFC, AFC. This is it. To see who goes yes. to the Super Bowl. I have, no I have no idea. I have Guys no idea. I have no skin in this game. There's City. no Patriots. No, no. I'm so used to that. the Patriots. You
0: claim to be always used right, used to right, to right because you do to your homework parents. and everything,
4: and, and your analyses. Yeah. Yes, analyses.
1: my analysis. And so here's what I'm. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick the Chiefs because I think it's the logical pick. But I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that I think the Titans are alive. Yeah. They oh, are yes. a live Real candidate shot. for this. Yeah.
4: I, I actually agonized over this because mm-hmm. I, do, I agree. The Titans are on freaking mm-hmm. fire. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Titans
0: are really something. I so, mean, it just, Jack, Grable I think Grable has made his point, but I don't think they have enough rabbits in their hat to go against the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs have too many weapons. Yeah. I'm going uh, with
4: the Chiefs. You know who's on the Chiefs? Mahomes. <laughs> I,
1: want, I wanted to ask, where does that come from? Mahomie? Yeah. where oh, does that? It comes from, from the State Farm commercial. commercial.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That guy oh, that... oh, you're
1: your new agent. What do you cover? Is no, no. Mahomes I'm. And I'm, Mahomes I'm, Mahomes. No, I'm. Serious. I have no idea. <laughs> the, all know, this year, I have no idea. When you guys say that, I'm like, oh, it comes from where? Well, like, commercial.
4: Yeah. The guy goes. Oh, he's my. He's, he's My yeah, new guy. Mahomie. My
1: my Mahomie. But they yeah. don't even show that commercial. Yeah, they, right. do. Yeah, they do. They, they run just it all the time. Really?
4: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. When you get back to Earth, you'll see. Okay, I have no. I have idea. Yeah, because no he even idea. says to the girl, it says, "Oh, what do you cover? Is Mahomes and Auto?" Really? Yeah. Mahomes <laughs> and <my laughs> Auto, right? And, and he goes, "Get it! Come on, hit it!" And she's like, "Sorry."
1: Well, apparently, you're the only two. <laughs> no, on no, the no they run that you're commercial. the only two on the planet constantly, constantly you, during the football game. So you represent
4: okay. the rest of the planet.
1: Paco, have you seen that? Oh, have yeah, you seen like that commercial?
3: Football.
0: Paco, uh, do you watch football? He has no clue. No, he has no idea. Okay, so there
1: we go. not on
3: my phone, right?
1: So can you
4: ask. Probably right. twenty people that watch football. Oh, yeah. I bet at least half of them. So we're
1: 50 50 So well, no, we're half here. That, that so whole we're campaign, half. Paco's never. That,
0: seen whole half. Okay. Yes. that whole campaign State Farm does with Aaron Rodgers and his actual okay. agent. Yes. Is
1: is an ongoing thing. You we know, are like wasting it. major time. But no, no, have I, you ever seen, cool. it? You one seen it? You
4: are the one that brought it up. I don't.
1: No, I just asked where it came from, and that was it. And I just said, "Okay." Well, what you did say,
0: you've been doing this all season. And we know yeah. where it came from. We've been watching this commercial
1: all season,
0: and we've
4: both been on the same. page and we've been all we've season. been doing it
0: like right on cue. All right,
4: yeah. yeah okay. So you have two that
1: are oh. doing it, and two that are. Are you watching soccer? And so you have okay, two, that are, you, two that are doing it.
4: Of three, of the oh, four people Paco here, three happen. of <laughs> us watch football, <laughs> two and two of us, of us, get us it, that so. watch so. football.
1: I'm it for Paco. Th- Paco, <laughs> speak for yourself. I have no dog in this fight, you guys. No, no. Two thirds of those that watch football at this table. Exactly. Absolutely. Paco watched football last night. Did you not? Did you not watch football last night? No, NFL. I was working.
4: I oh was, my god! Oh,
1: you didn't watch football last
3: night? No, I did not watch football okay, last then, night. Okay, okay, stay quiet then. Yeah, uh, <laughs>
1: that wasn't
4: even the NFL story. <laughs> yeah, we already decided we're not going to talk okay. about college football. so you're taking
0: you're taking KC. I'm taking KC because yeah. I think it's just too I'm taking KC, many. although yeah, I so did absolutely.
4: agonize over it. That,
0: that, you know what? Honestly, she's right. I I was kind of like, you know what? I won't be shocked if the Titans turn yeah, around and stick be, it to I him. I won't be shocked. No, and 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 let's just look back. When is the last time a number six seed beat a number one seed? Do you have any idea, Corey? Come on, you must know. Let's Come see, on, let's look i, I got to think I gotta Go gotta back think in history. This. It was a great team beating a great team, and the team that beat them was even greater. It was a great team beating a great team. I yeah, know. they were a six seed, and they beat the number one seed. I'm trying to think,
1: when did that happen? Hang on. <clears throat> 2010. Come on, you could do it. <laughs> 2010. AMC. Oh like that. <laughs> Oh, that was the New York Jets, Jets beating, beating the Patriots.
0: Jets, 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 Jets! Yes. <laughs> and they
4: were like the number 12 seed, right? They were the six seed,
0: <laughs> and they came in and, and they they took it to the Patriots, eliminated them in the first round. Yeah, they watched. Patriots didn't good. win anything; sent them right home. Yep. Remember, I was telling you, I was in New York, and it had snowed, and people yes. were just running out of their houses
4: aimlessly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So the okay, next we've so got the
1: NFC side
4: Packers at 49ers. I'm going with the 49ers. Me too. Yeah, and if we
1: we're... play back the tapes from this, <laughs> from our shows, I think we can go back to me saying about how dangerous I thought the 49ers were. Yes. And to me, they're
0: more dangerous now with the Ravens out of it. They're more dangerous now. Had the Ravens been their opponent for the Super Bowl, let's say, I think that would have been a really tough Super Bowl. I think, they would Here's wax, the thing. I think they would wax the Ravens. The Niners completely took it to the Packers. The Packers didn't know what happened. I mean, it was just a slaughter. And I think that's going to happen again, especially in Santa Clara. So I think the Niners take it to them. And, and I think, frankly, Nick Bosa has one of the greatest games of his career. And he has been a force in every game. So I think Nick Bosa is going to be the key. He might be the MVP of the NFC Championship game. I say the Niners do it, and it's going to be a Niners, a soft KC Super Bowl. Niners well, are know,
1: nasty. Well, they you know, the
0: KC is hosting their second consecutive AFC Championship I know. game. That's pretty impressive.
4: You know, it would be kind of cool, though, if the Chiefs and the Packers were playing, because then you'd have Mahomes and you'd have Rogers. And, Rogers and those yeah, commercials. And the commercial.
0: You
1: wouldn't be able to miss them. <laughs> and, there, and there we go, and there's a good analysis that we get.
0: Yes. You, know, you, get to, you get to have those commercials embedded in your I, But and the, you've missed them all. No, I Fortunately, we I have the missed them. the game them. the other
4: day. So, it's amazing. For the record, I chose the 49ers also.
0: So we are all on the same page for Sunday. Yes. Yeah. Yes, How about yes, about that, yes. huh? Yeah. Wow. So and let me say this, guy. and
1: let me say this too because I think this is a good segue, uh, you know, also talking about sports, that we do have LSU that did win, you know, the national championship, which could go down as one of the greatest college football teams of all time. Yes. And also we had a chance to look at the future number 1 pick overall. That's going to the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow. And that is Joe Burrow. Absolutely. The real deal. Now. Six touchdowns. Now, I don't know if I've pointed this out on the show,
0: but Joe Burrow is so impressive. He's amazing. Yes. But Joe Burrow, as a college player, is actually older than Lamar Jackson. Sure. Oh, and my And Lamar goodness.
1: Jackson is this year's MVP that's in all, the NFL. That's and okay. And Joe Burrow is older than him. And Burrow's is a better thrower. He's amazing. Than, He's uh, than Jackson
4: is Joe Burrow in the NFL, or he's in college. No, he's though.
1: college. No, he's going NCAA to be. He's going to be the number one. He's going to be the number one pick. He, he
0: just won the Heisman. Yes, and he and, and he and guess, guess who he was throwing to? Right. Randy Moss's kid. Thaddeus Moss. Yeah, Randy, Randy Moss? Moss's kid is a great receiver, and he just seems to tiptoe along the sidelines. And he's got hands. Wow. Randy Moss's kid is it Thaddeus? Thaddeus, Thaddeus? Thaddeus Moss can catch, and he plays like his dad. He might even be better
1: than his dad, and his dad is a Hall of Famer. I'm not willing to go that far. Hey, After one game, I'm not willing to go that far. It's Reno not one Ross game. I've been best.
0: watching him. I don't watch college, but I've been watching him all okay. year. And I'm so impressed with his, with his wherewithal of the sideline. Well, He's able think- to get his toes down just inside the chalk and drop out. I'm like, how does he know where exactly the chalk has been laid?
4: <laughs> what, what year is he in?
0: He's coming out. It's oh, him and Burrow. They're both coming out. They will be in the top five picks.
1: They'll be playing against each other. But the but, Would but, you like to take a bet that Thaddeus Moss will not be in the top five? This isn't going to go down like Randy. Okay. Randy dropped. Do you want to, take, do you want to take a bet that he will not be top five? I
4: we'll, will take that bet with we'll you. We'll bet another dinner. We're done. Yeah, let's to bet the another dinner. dinner again. Again.
0: I'll yes. tell you what, we'll go to we'll go to Freddie's. Okay, wherever. That i bet you, Fr- Freddy's. You Freddy's down by the In n okay. Out National. No, that's probably we'll
1: where there. my homies go. I have no idea. Where <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's a great
0: place. No, it's a great Darn. place, and they have custard dessert, custard okay. ice cream dessert. Oh, okay. okay.
3: <laughs> so mm. What's the difference mm. between ice cream and custard? I have to know. Oh, well, it's
1: consistency. It's uh, it's it's, it's we'll custard, it is, custard is custard
4: is
3: <laughs> fantastic. Yeah.
1: But on but a- as far as consistency goes, you have Burrow. 60 touchdowns.
4: Amazing. Holy cow. 60
1: yeah. touchdowns in college. Pretty yeah. And he's incredible.
4: 23, 24?
1: 23.
0: 23. Holy 23 crap. years
2: old, yeah.
1: Cincinnati Bengals, they are on the clock. And and
0: no scandal about his college career. No scandal. Unlike Baker Finally. Mayfield, who had a DUI, and then he tried to run from the cops in front of the camera on the car.
1: Now, this kid is a real deal. I mean, he comes from the football background. He's got his father. I mean, this is Peyton Manning. All over again. Now really? I'm not saying I'm not saying he's going to be as great as Peyton Manning, but I'm saying he's out of that mold, the Peyton Manning Andrew Luck type of mold. Now he's I'm glad, that glad type you brought up Luck because you remember the Colts
0: fans were saying they wanted to lose so they can get Luck. Suck for Luck was the, yes. was the campaign. Mm-hmm.
4: Suck for Luck. Suck for Luck was the campaign and they held right. their
0: sign, Suck for Luck, because they wanted that pick. They wanted to lose to get that pick and it was Suck for Luck. And then Luck comes in and he does great for a little while, but he doesn't have the career Manning but then has. he sucked. Well, well, no. Then injuries. It's a tough sport. It's yeah. It, it's like being in thirty car accidents a night. No, I
2: mean, no, I mean a, it was.
1: I mean he came in early on and brought more success, I think, than Manning. Early on, yes. Early on, he yeah. had more success than Manning had at the beginning right. of his career. Yeah. I mean, we forget. I mean, the Patriots stood in their way from them getting in the Super Bowl. I mean, luck. What in twenty fourteen was in the AFC championship game and that was his sec what his second season? Well I don't want to run a pun here, but it really
0: deflated <laughs> his hopes and dreams.
1: Absolutely. And when you lose forty five to ten, yeah, yes. You certainly deflated, deflated footballs or are, are, that's dreams. a real problem. I don't know what there. else
0: might have been deflated out there, but I'm just guessing uh, I don't know. <laughs> but that was the deflate gate game. Just saying.
1: Just saying, <laughs> saying forty five to ten. Just saying. Well,
0: the Patriots the Patriots won that game. In the freezing cold. And that was the whole scandal on that. But you know, I I, I I I like what Luck has done. I like the fact that Luck wants to come back now. He thinks he's had time to heal. Now he's looking for a job. I don't think Luck, Luck is interested back. in coming back to the NFL. I don't believe Because 'cause he's been back. offered a job to broadcast. He said he thinks he can come back. He thinks and his, play. he's injured. Yeah, he said his injury is over. He's healed.
4: And, and he's and, pretty young, and he, isn't and he?
0: Indy doesn't want him. Thirty one.
4: Oh he's thirty one. No, he's on the wrong
0: side
1: of thirty. Thirty is the
0: mark. Oh,
4: okay. You get yeah. on the wrong
0: side of thirty, that's that's where the, the, the pendulum swings the other way on football.
1: Players. Oh, I would take him on New England in a heartbeat.
0: Really? really?
1: Yes, and Indian. Yes, and Indianapolis would be a fool not. Now, to take as him. a
0: Patriot fan, just curious, where do you think Brady has made it clear he's going to play next year? He's going to play next year, and clearly, he's not playing in New England. So, you were right; he will put on another uniform. Where do you think that will be?
1: Okay, so now this is where I moonwalk a little bit. I thought that Josh McDaniels was leaving. I thought he was going to Cleveland. So did I. But with Josh McDaniels coming back to New England right now, I do think now it's 50-50 that... uh, He might stay? Yes. Really? Yes. Now I think it's 50-50. And and to me, me, that would be perfect symmetry
0: if he stayed there and finishes his career there. But um, Brady ending his career on a pick six like i said is like nolan ryan when he ended his career well he won't end his career grand slam.
1: i can guarantee you yeah. he but nolan play. ryan gave up a
0: grand slam and walked off the field yeah. and never walked back
1: this guy this guy will play again i don't know where but i'm saying it's 50 50 now with new england
0: you think he might come
1: back to new england yeah i think there's a good but chance. but i do think new england play.
0: is going to draft and they're going to draft for their future because their future is not the brady anymore well they might
1: already have one in stidham so i think we have to wait and see with Jarrett stidham now would you draft one more just, just in case. I mean, it, it, yeah, it, they did. The way people translate from it, from yes. college to, to yes, yes. Because if you recall, right after they drafted Garoppolo, they also drafted Jacoby percent, and they right. had those two. So yes, I would draft another one. I would draft. And all. remember, when they drafted Garoppolo, people were laughing at them because they were laughing at the name, mm-hmm. and they thought it was funny. Oh Garoppolo, Garoppolo. Garoppolo. It was all that kind of jokes, yeah. and I was listening to. Um, Sports talk, and people were laughing about it. And now look, the guy's right. in the AFC Championship And he
4: game. is a good looking He's in the man. NFC Championship Yes, I'm sorry,
1: <laughs> the NFC Championship
0: game. Right. Now, let's cover something else in sports before we sign off. Um, oh, I know yes. you and I talked about what what happened with the Houston Astros. And um, why don't you tell the listeners what the surrounding circumstances are and what happened. I mean, I'll just say, as, as a ball player for my whole life, stealing signs – is really kind of a part of the fabric of the game but the way the Astros got caught doing it
1: this time with the technology i mean the technology when you have screens in the dugout when you have all sorts of things you have all sorts of things going on wherein you've got cameras in the face of the you know of the opposing players I mean, where you can see everything. I mean, where was it, Jack? I mean, they had it in the dugout, right? Right in the dugout. Right in the
0: dugout. Right. And and if you've got it in the dugout, and the uh-huh. cameras are always in the dugout, right, facing the dugout, you can't get away with it. You got to be in the tunnel in the darkness doing that. And if you're in the darkness, you can't pick up signs.
4: So what kind of signs are we talking about? Like okay. run and stop so, and so stuff like So if that?
0: I'm the pitcher, uh
4: uh-huh.
0: and I'm. I'm pitching, and my my catcher throws down a sign right. between his legs okay. for a fastball or curveball, and usually fastball's one, curveball's two, and sometimes you do. Oh, like
4: yeah. Sometimes yeah.
0: you sit there and go fourth sign, and fifth they sign. Their
4: fingernails. So they'll put
0: yeah, but they put the paint the fingernails because their fingers are in the shadows. Right. And they have fluorescent fingernail polish on. <laughs> but if um, if I turn around and I say to my catcher, "We're going with fourth sign," and he puts, sign, he puts down a sign, he puts down a sign, he puts down a sign, and then that next sign is it. I know that's it. He continues to put down signs. Now, they don't know if it's fourth sign. But if I throw a curveball and they saw the fourth sign was curveball, they know the next time the fourth sign is the pitch. Oh, so, right. that's so they know what's so coming. So if there's a guy on second base, he's basically looking over my shoulder at home plate. Well, why and he can signal to the batter... He can do some sort of signal if he okay. touches the way you've, you've seen um, yes. uh, yeah, uh, like managers. They sit there, and they wipe, they and, yeah. wipe their, yeah, they wipe their belt buckle, and all of that is language. Mm-hmm. All of that is code. Right. And if he turns around and is signaling, the, now I, I have to admit, this has been a kind of almost a fun part of baseball for many years, and I've been a victim of it, and I've been on the other side of it. Now we were at the World Championships in Phoenix. Uh, 10 or 12 years ago, and two of our pitchers weren't playing that, and we were at um, Tempe Diablo Stadium, which is where the the Padres are roommates with the Seattle Mariners, so it was a big stadium, and two of our pitchers went and sat in the the batter's eye, what they call the batter's eye out in center field, Mm. and they sat on a little seat out there, and the two of them looked like they were doing the wave, except only one of them was doing the wave sometimes. And because they were looking straight at the catcher, and if one of them stood up to do the wave, it was a fastball. Uh, so the batter can see in the batter's eye past the, the pitcher what was coming, and we started just rocking this guy. And that's when they had those guys get off the batter's eye.
4: So okay, so then. <laughs> so we
0: were cheating a little bit. So
4: then, but in this latest scandal, so one team had people that were like Astros. The Astros were watching, and yeah. they were like, "Well, what's? Why is that a?" Because no, they no, were
1: using you, because they were they were using, using technology. L- technology, which are not allowed to. So mm-hmm. it's gamesmanship that you can do. So in other words, so I'm looking at you right now, right. and I'm stealing your signs. Uh-huh. But if I'm actually filming you, then that's the problem. Oh, right. If, know- if I'm on second base, and my
0: batter, my batter on my team is looking at me as, a, as leading off second base, right. and I act like I'm pointing to third base, uh-huh. and I'm holding one finger out. I'm signaling to him there's a fastball coming. And if uh, I point yeah. to third base with two fingers, he can see two fingers, and right. he knows it's some sort of breaking pitch, and he's not going to start swinging as, as quickly. Now, by the same token, I was going to tell you, I was playing um, I was playing against an A's team up at the World Championships once, and as the righties came up for the first two innings, we couldn't seem to hit this guy, and we owned this pitcher. I couldn't mm. figure out what was going wrong. And then I realized that they had put in the stands... A member of their team's, one of the wives, with one of those old 35-millimeter cameras. And she kept taking pictures as the pitch came in so the flash would go. So our righties were facing the flash and couldn't see the pitch. And finally, after she did this about 10 or 12 times, I realized she wasn't moving the film the way you had to move the film to the next yeah. picture. And I jumped out of the dugout, and my manager freaked out because I didn't call time. And I told the, the um, home plate umpire what was happening, and he went and looked at the camera and ejected her from the stadium. Nice. But she had already gotten through two innings, which right. is 20% of the game.
1: See, there's gamesmanship, and then there's out-and-out know, cheating. Out cheating, and this is out-and-out cheating. Right. And here's the thing. It was so egregious. They fired the manager and... And the general, general manager. manager. I saw that. You've we'll never see, seen this we'll bush league. Well, the general manager right got fired for a different reason. He got fired
0: with the Astros as the Astros were on their way to the World Series. He got fired because he was doing an interview, and they were talking about a relief pitcher who had been arrested for domestic violence. And he was so arrogant. He said he said to this female reporter. At least we got, and I don't want to say the guy's name because we don't want to publicize him, but he was arrested for domestic violence and was probably guilty and is awaiting trial. And this guy said, it doesn't matter. At least we got so-and-so. And she was really, really ticked off at that. And they fired him for sticking it in their face like that and making the, the organization look bad. That didn't have to do with the signs. The manager was well aware of what was going on with those oh, tablets. Course. And he denied, denied, denied until they he showed, they showed him the footage. And there it is. There it is. It's
1: in the dugout, for goodness sake. Yeah. I mean,
0: okay? I, and everyone's looking at the dugout when they're on the field. They're, everybody's looking all over the place. You're in the World Series.
4: When I, when I read, I obviously did not read the entire article. I just read the, the headline. I thought they literally stole signs. Like, they were saying stole baseball signs, and I was like,
0: Oh my what gosh, you mean so- like turn right here?
4: Yes. I was like, why would somebody? I was trying to think what she was talking about. A sign, like a, a metal yeah. sign. That Everybody said sitting baseball. in
0: row W is not going to be able to find their seats. That sign's been stolen. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, concession stand, forget about it. No hot dogs today. That is,
4: I think, that is
0: very funny that she does <laughs> was stealing signs. I don't even know what ballpark this is. The like, sign's we, been we stolen.
4: Have the garage bar downstairs. <laughs> with all the signs That's why something we're stadium signs. in the bronx
0: i don't know what it is <laughs> That's funny that you thought that actual Literally, signs were being yes. stolen That's funny. like uh, players wives section what? i don't know where we're supposed to sit now, Jeff,
3: no i have to ask you but what? you said that uh so uh, so you said that pitchers would put like uh like uh, bi- like luminescent like fingernails i mean yeah oh, th-
0: yeah they would paint their catchers paint their fingernails with like um, fluorescent orange or fluorescent green, so that when they're when they're hiding the signs and they're squatting down, even though it's in the shadows, it still glows because oh. it's been in the light for a moment, and I at least can see it. Because if you think about it, if the sun is shining from one side or the other, it creates just a darkness. Right. No. And then I, I can't
3: see it at all. It works the same way. When I was uh, actually I I played blackjack all the time. There was a guy that got caught because he had he did the same thing with cards. So he played a certain game where you could actually handle them as opposed to they tell you not to. Right. So he would put like a little bit of paint that was invisible, right? But he wore glasses where it had like... it was. Oh, oh yeah, was, like the black light glasses? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so I know what you're talking about. So he marked the cards.
0: I think
1: he's buried in uh, needles. Some yeah. Probably. <laughs>
0: Fresh dirt. So, so
1: here's the thing. With this egregious <clears throat> cheating, Jack... Now, what I'll, were the I'll penalties? Do you know what the penalties were imposed? So $5 million fine. Right. Wow. He Huge loss. <laughs> Loss of first and second, second round, round draft, draft picks, picks in 2020 and 2021. 2021. For both teams? No, no they me. are sending oh, a message me because this is Pete wow.
0: Rose type stuff. Yeah. This is the type of stuff they can't have in baseball. Right. It, it knocks out the integrity of the game at the spine. And they can't have, they can't have technology take over and, and become another form
1: of cheating that they're going to turn a blind eye to. They can't have it. And before anyone says anything... Those that are listening, this is nothing like Spygate, mm-hmm. where it was just, they were filming with Spygate, they were just filming at the wrong location. And the Patriots were arrogant enough, they were allowed to film, and the Pats were arrogant enough to just film at the location that they said, no, you can't. Right, and they were filming a
0: great, great, great team.
1: Yes, the horrible New York Jets.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but Jack, I want to I, I ask you, with all of this, and now we know that this is blatant cheating. Should should the championship be removed? The from first, the, asterisk? The, the one from two years ago. Yes. No, you
0: can't. You can't. Here's I, the I thing. Agree with that. I think there should be an asterisk, just like there's an asterisk, with the Black Sox of 19, when the Reds win the win the World Series, there's an asterisk in there because clearly the red the the red the black well, what uh, is uh, white going to say. Well, the, the asterisk, the asterisk. What about USC? About,
3: they have an asterisk yeah, with anything you know, the, Jake. the, the,
0: the the Chicago White Sox threw games. Yeah, yeah. You, we'll you ever yeah. see eight men out. They threw games in the World Series on a payoff and they were absolutely caught. So the Reds win against a team they had no chance to beat in a best of nine and there is an asterisk in that World Series. I think there should be an asterisk in the in the World Series for the Houston Astros. And what should it say? I don't disagree with you. I'm <laughs> I, asking I think, what do you think? I, it I think the say? asterisk if if they have any evidence that they were cheating that way two years ago, then they have to put it, they have to say they won, they won it under suspicion of electronic cheating or electronic compromising of the game. I mean, this is horrible for baseball. Baseball is on a nice high rise. I mean, they're surfing a wave right now. And then you have something like this happen where everyone knows it's wrong. It's completely unacceptable. And, Part of the reason when managers go to the mound to talk to their players, they cover their mouth because, yes, teams hire deaf lip readers mm-hmm. to pass on what they're saying. Right. And that's the same reason the guys have their glove in front of their mouth. That's the same reason that the coaches on the sidelines hold the, hold the um, clipboard up in front of their face and they talk because they have people that are hired to read their lips and they're, they're positioned around the stadium to specifically watch
1: them. So at the risk of opening mm-hmm. up a Pandora's box here. Well, just do a can of worms. How's that? Be- baseball's been dealing with cheating for years. Blatant yes. cheating. Yes. So with steroids. Mm-hmm. So what do we do with it? Steroids. Cocaine. What do we do? So what I, mean, do we, you look at, I mean, cocaine is no, one no. thing. But the mm-hmm. steroids to propel kidding? someone. But I'm saying to propel you to do better. You've got guys that were stealing
0: bases in the 80s at an alarming rate. And then finally it came out that they noticed that Tim Raines was sliding in head first rather than sliding in on his butt because he had cocaine vials in his back pocket. So he'd slide in head first not to break the cocaine vials in his uniform on the field.
1: But they don't care about that. Does that make you a better athlete? And cocaine? what I'm saying is, nuts no, that's, that's what steroids, I'm saying. Steroids, cocaine, steroids. Absolutely. I'm saying steroids does. They so wouldn't do it if, they, if it didn't improve. But they didn't care. Station. But they didn't care when Sosa and Maguire were doing all that. They didn't care about Bonds.
4: But do they now? Brady like Anderson. If, if you're caught with with steroids in your system now, well, they randomly
1: test. They randomly they, test.
0: The, 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 uh, but what they used,
4: like here's right. what they
0: used to do. If you're on a team, you're on a team, and they, they would say, Robin, we're going to be testing you on February second. And you need to go get tested for steroids. Then you would just then you would just stop what you're doing. And they did it by design because they gave the guys enough time to clear out their system. And the moment they would test, they knew they wouldn't be tested for at least six more weeks. Mm -hmm. So they could turn around and juice for the next six weeks and then they'd get another warning and they'd clear
1: out. It was a ridiculous system. And my thing is just pick a lane. And I'm not taking some moral high ground here because I personally don't care if somebody takes steroids. I really don't. Football baseball basketball i don't really care i don't so my thing is if you're against it Mm -hmm. if you're against that kind of stuff then be against it all the way yeah but if you run a sport in which you are a role model for up and coming young kids
0: and Uh, athletes that are going into the sport you can't sit there and say hey it's your choice you want to do some i'm the role model
1: for my son not some stranger Sorry. But, but let's, 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 let's be, be real sorry. about let's it. Be, yeah, kids, he's look, kids that look at these athletes no, as real. Well, yeah, we're being real. That's yes, while truth. we're being real about it, that's still, I mean, that's the parents. You have to be, like, But you're not saying they're individual. We're talking
3: about the common if person.
1: T- well, I, I don't care. We have to look at this individually. We're talk- I'm talking about myself. Myself, I'm not going to let my you. son, I'm not going to let my son look up, okay, Tim Raines, so he can hit a ball and he's fast. But well, you don't know anything about him. He could be the biggest jerk in the world. He could That's be true. an
4: abuser. That's, That's right.
1: So what I'm saying is I, I don't I hate when people throw in, oh, the kids. Oh the kids. Think of the children. You know what? Tell your son hey. to clean tell your son to clean his room. That's the greatest, what you need the, to do. The greatest okay? instead of the greatest yes. year of American
0: sports was nineteen ninety-eight. And part of that reason was because McGuire and Sosa were trading home runs and blowing right past Babe Ruth and and his record. And I have no problem with that. They were smacking home runs at an alarming rate, right? So, so McGuire's hitting home. Sosa's in, It comes right down. They're hitting home runs at a ridiculous rate. And there was no doubt they were juicing. Now, let me tell you something. I did a commercial with Sammy Sosa before he started juicing. Now I'm a good sized person. And I was a lot bigger than Sammy Sosa 2, when we 220
4: did that commercial. Two twenty and six
0: feet, something like that. No, i no, I'm, no, I'm <laughs> no. I mean, I at that time I was low two twenties, and six foot, and I was a lot larger than Sammy. When Sammy started juicing, I could have looked like I might have been his nephew.
1: He just wow. ballooned up. Everybody McGuire. ballooned up.
0: Bonds, I mean, they. Brady just...
1: Anderson hit fifty home runs. Right. That should tell you anything, yeah, right, right there. I mean, but I but never see, did it again. Right. Never did it again. <laughs> but I don't care about all that. But I'm fine second. with it. I'm Major, fine with What I'm bonds. saying is
0: Major League Baseball knew
1: that right. they were doing They
0: knew what was going on. Right. And all they cared about was butts and seats. So butts we want to take seats.
1: this moral high ground now.
0: Right. Now all of a sudden now they're we're sitting right. there saying, saying we're going to be holier than thou. We're going to sit there my, and put a stop it. That's top my top. problem. No, you're right. Them. Just pick a lane. That's right. all. I don't and, care. And instead they're wavering yeah. back and forth That's on a seesaw. Right. right. They're picking whatever's more popular right now. And so right now this is unacceptable. And yes. that's the that's position they're taking. I agree with
1: you. I mean, we can go on all night with yeah, this. Yeah, we can go but, on. But, and, we'll, and we have. This will come up. This will come up. During uh, the baseball uh, again, season. Again, because believe me, you're going to hear from Dodger fans out right. there. I'm quite sure that they're going to say, oh, we lost our championship. Because, right, yeah. No, you lost because, it because Clayton Kershaw does not pitch well in the playoffs. That's why you lost.
0: No, he's a great regular season pitcher. Okay.
1: Now all Dodger fans will hate us. No, that. no, but it's <laughs> true. It's true. He has proven okay. himself
0: to be a great regular season yes. player. I would take him off the playoff roster. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I would. Um, there's and some guys that just that's not what they're built
1: for. And you know what? We're coming up on baseball, so we'll talk about oh, that. Baseball gonna, season's right around the corner. Well, and you guys are welcome
0: to come out and see me pitch. I'll be pitching we'll again do that. this year. Yeah, and we need definitely. to go to I'm, we I'm need to go to a game. Teacher.
1: We need to go to a Dodger game or some California.
4: You know, I've never game.
0: been to Dodger Stadium. I'd love to go.
4: I've
1: never been either. Yeah, Chavez Ravine. Let's make a trip of it. We should make a yeah, trip. of it. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get okay. some sound
0: bites. We'll bring them on the show. All right, that'd be, that'd great. be cool.
4: All right, that's that's a plan. You know, it's a wrap.
0: Yeah, we got it. All right. So let's wrap this up. This is JV to the Pros,
1: episode three of the 2020 season. I'm Jack Vecchio with my good partner, Corey Ramsey. And I'm here with Paco, last man standing. hi <laughs> Technical genius. Yes. And Robin with a Y in the nest. Producer extraordinaire.
4: <laughs> hey, y'all be kind. <laughs> we'll
1: see you next week. And thanks for
2: listening.